First Peter 2, 4 to 6. I need your mind, your attention. I need your devotion. I need your presence. Father, we thank you for the spirit of truth. We are eager to learn. We are eager to grow. We are desperate to see truths that we haven't seen before. Teach us, Lord. Show us deep things. Help us to remember the simple things that we have ignored for so long. Oh, I wish somebody would say amen to that. The simple things that we have heard so many times, but somehow we overlook, we ignore, we sidestep, looking for big revelations <laughs> that are not the answer to the questions we have right now. Help us to hear your heartbeat to flow in the depths of your truth. I rebuke every spirit of destruction right now. I rebuke every spirit of self-centeredness egocentricism, familiarity, depression, weakness, infirmity. Truth breaks loose. There's an impartation not only of wisdom but also of the spirit of wisdom. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' name we've prayed. First Peter chapter 2, the words is from verse 4. If you're there, can you say a big amen? amen. If you don't have your Bible, um, you can go all the way to the screen. Look at the screen to help you. The words is in verse 4. Coming to him. Come to Jesus Christ as to a living stone. And then it says that we are not different from him because we are born of him. Isaiah chapter 51 from verse 1. It says, listen to me, Abraham. Look at your example. Look at your ancestor. Look at your father in the faith. Look at the man I call, the first one of whom it was said explicitly that God gave the gospel to. He said, if you look at his life, you'll be able to see certain patterns that every child of God is going to go through. The peculiarities and the indices will be different. The mannerisms and the optics will be different. But the templates and the patterns are the same. He says, look at, look at that. Look at Abraham and look at Sarah. And it's interesting. It says that God called him alone and God blessed and increased him. In other words, when he's saying that look at Abraham, the way I call him alone. You will have times of aloneness in your life. You will have times of separation in your life. You have times where you feel like you're taking the short end of the stick. Doubt it not. Abraham's father was rich. Abraham's father was blessed. But God, or rather, was rich. But God was calling him away from just riches into the blessing. Because the blessing is superior to riches. He said, God called him alone and God blessed him. This is the order of God to enrich you. To enrich you, many times God is going to raise people. But to bless you, he's going to do it by himself. The Bible says that God blessed Adam. Adam was the only man. He had no connection. He had no connector. He had no godfather. He had no marketer. He had no a blueprint from a top business school. But the word says that God blessed the man. In other words, the greatest blessing you will experience in your life is not going to come through the hands and the conduits of people. It's going to come from your personal conviction about the presence of God. Because the blessing is not material. The blessing is not physical. The blessing is the divine endorsement. The one that God says, I have just 
fight you and there is nothing hell can do about it if you know it's you I'm talking to nudge somebody with your elbow and say I was called alone but I am blessed I might be standing alone but I am blessed tell the person God justifies me God justifies me I think I need some help and the sound is not as clean and clear God justified me God justifies me he said look at him he said that God blessed him not only did God bless him God increased him so see the patterns of God but it's amazing that the next line he says he will make you comfort Zion so it's as if God is saying to you yes I will bless you yes i will increase you but you will go through some grief because there is no need for comfort if there is no disappointment if there is no heartache if there is no heartbreak if there is no downtime god says i will comfort you why because between the time i bless you and the time i increase you people will backstab you maim you malign you cut down your reputation assassinate your character who knows what i'm talking about people who don't know you will talk bad about you they will use your stuff and use your picture without permission and plaster their stuff on social media who knows what I'm talking about that is what is going to happen now watch this whatever you are seeing God say concerning Abraham it is the same thing that happens concerning the church how do I mean God called the disciples alone and God said I blessed you and I'm going to increase you and prosper you how do I know Jesus breathed upon them and said blessed are you for your eyes see your ears hear it is given to you to know the kingdom of God in other words Jesus Christ blessed them but before they were going to increase what was the increase the multiplication of the church souls being added disciples being multiplied God said I will give you who I will send you who what did he say in John I will send you what a comforter it is the same process God blesses you but between the blessing and the increase you will need the comfort of the Holy Spirit it will look as if nothing is happening it will look as if there is a law, there's a downtime. It will look as if God has forsaken you, forgotten you, abandoned you, ignored you. Who has felt like that recently? You know he hasn't, but you just feel as though, uh, God, what's happening? Come on, come on, own where you are. It will just look as if, mm, God, what's up? Can we talk about this sabbatical leave? Jesus, are you on holiday? Are you sleeping in my boat? What a guan. Some of you are there right now. But that's why he said, look at Abraham. He went through that. There was the promise of God. But he went through that season. What does he say? He said, her desert will be like the garden. God will make her desert like the garden of the Lord. Her wilderness is going to be like Eden. Did Abraham go through a wilderness season or not? Did his nephew shortchange him in the natural or not? Was he left in the barren land or not? Did he end up with a lush pasture or not? Oh, come on, somebody shout. It is the price of God. Let's fast forward to the next cornerstone. David. Was David in the wilderness or not? King of the wilderness. King of the jungle. Was he in a dry place or not? Was he deserted or not? Was he in caves to survive or not? Isn't it interesting that it was a rock, but it was hiding in rocks? Abel Kuta, under the rock. It is the process of God. 
Did he end up with a lush pasture or not? Did he end up in the palace or not? Let's look at the chief cornerstone, Jesus. Was he in the wilderness or not? He said, look at the, Solomon put it this way, there is nothing new under the sun. The only new things are not under the sun, they are above the sun. Oh, come on, y'all. In other words, if all you are doing is thinking that your life is just about you, you will stay stuck without a reference that will create the preference. So God said, anytime you're feeling stuck, look at Abraham. Look at David. Jesus Christ is called the son of David. A son is a reflection, a representation of the father in a different generation. So Jesus is an embodiment. He's the fullness of the substance of the shadow that David presented. Look at somebody say, you're not alone on this journey. You're not alone on this journey, Sarah, where already God has already spoken to you and said, I'm going to send you. I'm going to usher in a child of promise in your life. And you feel, God, am I all by myself? Please do me a favor real quick. Can you go to 150 people right now and tell them I'm not alone while I drink some water. Go to 150 people if you can and say, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. How are you doing? Look at David. Jesus Christ is called the son of David. A son. You may even see that. He will make her wilderness like a garden. A wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. He says, joy and glass were found in it. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. And then it speaks in verse 4, listen to me, my people, and give ear to me, O my nation. So he starts with Abraham and he's speaking prophetically. And from Abraham, he speaks to Zion. Watch that. And from Zion, he speaks to peoples and nations. This is the process of God. God starts with one person. He plugs that person in the spiritual community and then he raises that spiritual community as a hub of transformation for nations. Are you following what I'm saying right now? So he calls Abraham one person. He raises David who rules over a nation and then or rather who understands the concept of worship. And rulership over the nation. And then it brings Jesus who is the embodiment of all of that. So that when Peter is speaking to us later in First Peter chapter 2. He says that you are a holy priesthood. A chosen generation. And it says you're what? A royal priesthood. A holy nation. This is the program of God. So when God is looking at you, he's not just looking at you as an individual, he's looking at you as an integral part of Zion, as an integral part of the nations that he has purposes towards. I want to keep that in mind. Now when we look through the examples of people that we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks now, Abraham, David, and then we come to Jesus. We can also see the templates in what God was dealing with them on, on an individual basis. So understand this, you are going to go through wilderness experiences, and then through the wilderness experience, you're going to find comfort. Through the comfort, the tutorial ministry of the Holy Spirit will guide you into the things that 
he has for you. I wish I had enough time to go through this. Maybe I'll do it next week. But David is also now, in some regard, watch this. David is also a picture of Jesus. Jesus is called the son of David. Understand that. You've got to study David. If someone, your savior is called the son of someone, you have to study that person. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Don't assume it's just the shepherd boy. Jesus and David have certain similarities. Watch this, watch this. Help me, Lord, to teach it well. So David is a type of Jesus in many aspects and in many ways. He is born not in the greatest of environments because David said, in seeing did my mother conceive me in what was not so desirable. Similarly, even though Jesus is not conceived in seeing, he is delivered in a manger. David is raised to know God among sheep and Jesus is bred as a baby among sheep David becomes a great shepherd Jesus is called the good shepherd uh, David fights lions and bears in the wilderness uh, Jesus defeats demonic principalities and powers who tempted him in the wilderness David when he slayed Goliath his fame spread abroad Jesus when he rose from the dead his fame spread abroad David he took a stone to kill Goliath. Dave, Jesus, David took a stone to kill Goliath. Jesus becomes our stone who brings down the giants of sin, condemnation, guilt, and evil. Come on somebody. The fame of David spread abroad and Saul was so afraid and scared. The fame of Jesus spread abroad and Herod was unnerved and the Pharisees were so scared. Watch this. David made preparation to build the temple. Jesus said, I will tear down this temple and build it up in three days. David becomes the captain over the 12 tribes of Israel. Jesus becomes the captain of our salvation. Uh, Jesus, David took men who were nobody. Peter said, we were not a people but we're now a people. David, he took 400 men in the craggy rocks and the crevices and the caverns of the mountainside and it turns them into mighty men. Jesus, he calls teenagers and it turns them into world changers. Come on, somebody. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, David was attacked by the spear of the javelin, but he was not killed. They tried to stone Jesus. He said, nobody takes my life away from me. I am the one who lays it down. Is somebody understanding what I am saying? David, when it was time to kill Goliath, the Saul, King Saul, came with his man-made armory and weaponry to clothe David so that he could kill Goliath in the works of the flesh but Jesus defeated sin not by the works of the flesh but by the spirit of grace oh, because the wrath of man does not walk out the righteousness of God is somebody hearing what it is that I am saying come on come on come on come on David is a type of Jesus David was the one who was able to walk into the tabernacle and what did he do? He ate shoe bread even though he was not a priest. Jesus healed somebody on the Sabbath and he said, you know what? A man was not made for the Sabbath. Sabbath was made for the man. In fact, David and Jesus are so connected in the spirit that the words that describe the redemptive power of God in the life of Jesus came from David. Thou shall not allow your Holy One to see corruption. He will not leave 
leave me in the grave. David was the prophet king, the genius king, who said, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make thine enemies your footstool. Oh, is somebody hearing what I'm saying? That David comes to give you the preview of Jesus. Jesus is the movie, but David is the preview. Jesus is the movie, but David is the trailer. Jesus is the movie, but David is the marketer. Jesus is the movie, but David is a flyer. In the same order I proclaim concerning your life, your life will be an advertorial, a trailer, a motion picture, the graphic representation, a rebel of what God is going to do in your generation. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you're not in an ordinary family. You hail from God. You stand from the womb of Jehovah. You are born of God. You're from a lineage of kings. If somebody hears what I'm saying, high five yourself and say, I am a living stone from a generation of stones. I am a living stone. I have a godly heritage. David said, in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. How did he know that? That is messianic. Because who is seated at the right hand side of the Father? Who, who, who? Ephesians 2. Jesus is seated. Is the Lord pleased with Jesus or not? Yes. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. David foresaw that before the cross. He said, at the right hand I want pleasures forevermore. If you're in Jesus, God is pleased with you. If you're in Jesus, God is pleased with you. You are Jesus. And rather, you are the child. But Jesus is your kimono. Jesus is your blazer. Jesus is your hoodie. Jesus is your covering. Jesus is your jacket. Jesus is the one that decorates you and clothes your nakedness so you can come boldly before the Father. Somebody give God praise in the house. I didn't say give me praise. I said give God praise for Jesus. Oh, come on. Give God praise. Isn't it interesting that when you go, when you go listen to Matthew chapter 1 verse 1, I didn't give the media this one, but media you can find it, you guys are all smart. Matthew chapter 1 verse 1, look at what it says, please I want you to read it please, Matthew chapter 1 verse 1, I want you to read this, so you can say, oh well, this guy is so intelligent and brilliant and so philosophical and I said, no, yes I am. But this is revelation from the word of God. I'm not working. These are not metaphoric things I'm doing here. So you can come boldly before the Father. Somebody give God praise in the house. I didn't say give me praise. I said give God praise. When you walk into the office tomorrow, the son of David has come. The son of Abraham has come. The son of Jesus is here. I wrote a, a book out of a message I preached about two or three months ago. I'm not a beggar anymore. It's not just a declaration. It's an understanding. He calls Jesus the son of David. And he calls Jesus the son of... <laughs> Can I have three of you come help me real quick? 
can you help me real quick? Three people. A woman can come as a son. There's no gender in the things of the spirit, but there's gender on earth. Let me just make that clear. Before someone say, hey, I always knew I was a man. <laughs> say, yes, my spirit has been telling me. Now, we, we've used this illustration for three because don't get bored. It's important. It's important. This is Abraham, mother Abraham, father Abraham, for the purpose of example, father Abraham. This is David, and this is who? Uh, Jesus is ever changing. Jason and Bonu. Jesus, I love you. Now, by human progression, what do you see now? What do you see? You see Abraham, David. In your timeline, they are in three different levels, right? Of progression. Three different what? Levels and, and generations of progression. Abraham, David, Jesus. But Jesus is called the son of David. The son of David and the son of Abraham. What that should begin to tell you, you should have been called the grandson, right? Yeah. Or the great, 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 Eh? But this should tell you a couple of things. Number one is this. In the spirit, when God is looking at that, as he's seen Abraham, he's seen David. Oh, come on. Some of y'all won't get this. Because we said God is not a line. He's a what? Sphere or a circle. So when God is looking at his program for the earth, this is the reason Jesus on the cross said, it is finished. Because when God is looking at that, once you are a son, you are a son. God has no grandsons. Some of you are not getting that. God has no God has no grandson. This is the reason Jesus Christ is son of God. We call him father because his name shall be wonderful counselor everlasting. So Jesus is son, Jesus is father, but we also call him our what? Brother. How can your father be your brother? Because you are as much a son as he is. Some of you are not getting this right now. You are as much a son as he is. So when God is looking at your life, you're like, hey, I need to get the PhD. Hey, I need to get PHP. Hey, I need to code PHP. Hey. God said, relax. Calm down. Come as to a living stone. Elect and precious. In other words, all you need to do to be synchronized into the grand plan I have for you is to align with Christ in every moment. Because if Christ is at the center of all things, the word says in him everything... Oh, come on, talk to me now. In him, what happens? So David was born because of Abraham. Sorry, David was born because of Jesus. Abraham was born because of Jesus. We were born because of Jesus. What also tells me is Jesus said before Abraham was I am. So in a way, Jesus is coming after them in terms of timeline. But he's before them because Colossians 1 says he's before all things. 
So what it really means, please stay on the same level. See, I'm pulling grown men all over the place. What it means is Jesus predates them and Jesus outdates them. Because he's before, watch this, not just all people, all things. We all know that he's before all peoples. Why? Because things were created before people. So you know that from Genesis. So if it's before all things, it's before. So Jesus predates and Jesus outdates. But guess what? Jesus also updates. So it means that everything that has ever happened in the scope of humanity has happened within the circumference of Jesus. There is no problem that he cannot solve. There is no equation, no matter how quadratic, gigantic, that he cannot resolve. What it also means that if David and Abraham are proceeds of Jesus, they are also reflections of the character of Jesus. Hmm. Also reflections, manifestations. None of them embodies him completely. No human being embodies Christ completely. None. Those who are born again, we are completely like him in essence, but not yet in expression. Have you ever tried to say eight, but you said nine? And sometimes you said nine. You said nine, I said eight. And you argued. And the third person said, no, you actually said nine. Because humanity has gaps. And the gaps are necessary for the next part of the teaching. Thank you very much. Now watch this. Are you getting this? Are these theological waters too deep? Uh, maybe they are. It's a quiet. Are they too deep? Are they deep?
Solomon shows what? Not just wisdom, but it shows what? The manifold wisdom. His father is multi-gifted. His father is a poet. His father is a psalmist. His father is a warrior. But Solomon takes it to a totally different level. This guy is blowing the charts. I marvel all the time. I think I have maybe, maybe something like 300 songs and melodies that I've recorded on my digital devices about that. But that's because I have a digital device to record. There are many I don't remember. There are many I don't remember for months, except I go back to the archives. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the word says that Solomon wrote 1,005 songs in the world without any kind of recording device. There was no MP3, no MP4, MP4, no audio Mac. Oh, come on, somebody. There was no iTunes, no Spotify, but they knew how to get the sport in five, the right fidelity. Come on, somebody. Solomon was a genius. Not only was he writing songs, 3,000 proverbs. I might have maybe 500 or 1,000 of my quotes and stuff like that. Solomon had 3,000. The architectural masterpiece he built. One research I started claims that the temple he built will be worth in today's currency $144 billion. Somebody say billion. billion. Oh, come on. Be comfortable with mentioning billion. billion. I know the devil want to say, see, I'm out like billion. Oh, 90, 13,720 cover. You are owing somebody. You have nobody. Shout billion. Solomon was such a genius. The word says that when the queen of Sheba came, see, people were traveling from nations to see Solomon without air travel. They traveled for months to see him. In a similar fashion, the Bible says, for don't forget, Solomon is a type of the church. In a similar fashion, the word says, in the last days, the mountain of God's house shall be exalted above every other mountain. And the nations will stream to it like the stream to Solomon. Solomon wrote songs, Paul said, singing melodies, psalms, and spiritual songs. Come on, somebody. Solomon had his temple and his courts in order. Paul Paul says, let everything be done in decency and in order. Solomon had structure and governance. Paul says, first, the apostles and prophets. Are you following what I'm saying? Apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Solomon built the Lord a temple. We are being built into a temple. But for us to fit into what God is doing, three major things we must do. Number one, the Lord has to prepare us. Media we need to raise right now. The first thing is the Lord has to prepare us. The first thing, if you're going to be a part of what God is building, being positioned on purpose, number one, the Lord has to prepare us. First Chronicles 22, 29 verse 2. First Chronicles 29 and verse 2, he says, now for the house of my God, I have prepared, this is David speaking, I have prepared with all my might, gold for things to be made of gold, silver for things of silver, bronze for things of bronze, iron for things of iron, wood for things of wood, onyx stones, stones to be set, glistening stones of various colors. So look at what David prepared. Don't forget that we have the stones, lively stones being built onto a spiritual house. And if David is a type of Jesus and Solomon is a type of the church, we are like the stones that Jesus has prepared. Come on somebody, you following this right now. 
Paul said, I'm a wise master builder. So I'm a master builder in your life concerning the things of destiny or concerning things of Christ. Spiritual leaders, teachers, pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, they are master builders. David provides the stones. I did not provide you, God provided you, but I must prepare you for your place in the temple. Are you following that now? So it says that David didn't just prepare anything anyhow. It wasn't anyhow, anyhow. He said, I prepared with all my might. Gold for the things that were made of gold. Silver for things of silver. Bronze for things of bronze. Iron for things of iron. Wood for things of wood. The first thing God has to do in your life and setting you on purpose is that he has to prepare you. That's the first thing. Many of us, we see the picture of the temple, but we don't have the preparation for the temple purposes. So we get intoxicated by the glory and the grandeur of the temple and the picture and the promise. But God says, I must prepare you. And for you to be prepared, understand this. It is God working on you. First Kings chapter, first Kings chapter 5, 12 to 18. I'm trying to see what to keep. First Kings 5. 12 to 18. The word says the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he had promised him and there was peace. Uh, I might say Louis. 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 That's your name? I saw. You see, if it's not where God has destined, it will not happen. Some, you see, when you are a child of God on that divine program, there's nothing like rejection. What you call project it. manager that was greater than the ones that Solomon raised. Nobody has done a $144 billion project. Nobody. How did he do it? The wisdom of God. I'll talk about the spirit of invention next week. Don't miss it. And the words is, and the king commanded them to quarry large stones. So look at that. Solomon pro provided, or rather, David provided onyx stones, precious stones different stones and Solomon commanded them to quarry large stones costly stones and hewn stones to lay the foundation of the temple preparation somebody say preparation first Kings chapter 7 9 to 12 first Kings chapter 7 9 to 12 Whew. real quick all this let's return to you Amen. Brother, take my handkerchief. The, clean your face. The Lord said to tell you, the next time you will come here, there's a visa on that passport. Amen. Many of us watch this. We are super excited. God, I'm a living stone. No, I want to be used. Use me, Lord. Lord, use me. What did they do to the stones that were used for the temple? What? They were what? Look at somebody saying you're going to be cut to size. Oh, come on. Look at somebody. Hey, stop looking at your phone. It's time to look at your neighbor and not your phone and say you will be cut to size. <laughs> cut to size. That means, listen to those guys, some of you are currently oversized for your position in God's plan. You are too full of stuff that God doesn't need. Some of y'all didn't get that right now. 
exercise. Somebody says, oh, well, I know my Bible. My Bible says, and some of you might not know this, so, but I'm saying for the skeptics and the cynics who know their Bible very well. You know, the Bible says when you make an altar, in Deuteronomy, it says when you build an altar, make it of whole stones. He said, don't break the stones. Don't cut the stones. He said, the stones that are used for the altar must be whole. The stones that are used for temples must be cut. Because stones that are used for the altar have something on top of them that has been cut. A ram, a lamb, a dove, but God never sends fire on anybody who is not caught, anybody who's not trimmed, anybody who's not circumcised, anybody who's not shut down, anybody who's not abrased. There's got to be some chiseling, some friction, some chipping away, some hammering. Oh, come on. Who knows what I'm talking about? Some of us, we talk too much, sleep too long, eat too fast, and we are too quick. And God said, I've got to cut you to size. Oh, somebody's even eating right now. But God says, I've got to cut you to size. I know it's not pretty. Uh, so transfer the energy to your neighbor. High, low leg somebody and say, God is cutting you. His cotton is cotton is cotton. His chiseling, his nibbling off, his grating off, he's circumcising, he's cutting you down massively. Yes, yes. God knows you have oil, but God knows that you're weak. If it's not trimmed, the oil will bring no light so he's got a cut 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 John chapter 15 ah yes Jesus he said every branch that is bringing forth fruit and go cut 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 Abraham 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 pick all the male children and cut 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 Paul said we are the circumcision we have been cut 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 God doesn't use people who have not been caught, who have not been caught, who have not been circumcised, who have not been in pain, who have not been discipled, who have not been disciplined. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why he cut off your money, cut off your supply, cut off your boyfriend, cut out. He cut some things in your life so that you will be the right size. The stone says, but I'm ready. The builder says, but you're not. The stone says, but God, I've got this. The builder says, I've got this. God doesn't. See, have you seen people who say, I'm a believer. I'm born again. I'm, I'm, I'm born, 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 la born, born. That's sweet, right? French. And they get into places of influence. The government house, the palace, the political party. And what happens? They do exactly the same thing. Because the only thing that can keep you holy in the pool of the culture is the pool of consecration. The only thing that can keep you grounded from the push of the culture is 
pool of consecration because Abraham when you've been caught in the private place you will rule with humility in the public place you know you know that God can take it away in one moment and he can turn Nebuchadnezzar into a wild animal for not giving them glory and that's why God says you don't understand you are playing Super Mario when you miss a level you will stay stuck on that level until you learn how to navigate who has ever played those video games before you're feeling cool with yourself you're bouncing through the different levels and rhythm and all of that then you hit level four and all of a sudden you start blaming the pin pad is the board is the software is the angle no it is a switch in your mind that what got you to this level will not take you to the next level that's why sometimes you go back and you sleep and you play the game again you're still not getting it right and many times you've got to watch somebody who has transcended that level never be full of yourself and say I know it I've been you don't know it looking unto Jesus and the people that Jesus has positioned in your life who are material manifestations of levels in God to say God I need help and I need support can you cut me to size low leg somebody say dream 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 cut it cut it cut it cut 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 are you still getting blessed so blessed you're quiet cut 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 he said chiseled so look at this number one he said they are costly stones if they are costly stones and they are being trimmed that means something costly is being shared so y'all are getting that but God this is nice I know cut it off But God, this is, this is amazing. I know. Oh, but she loves me. Cut her. Come on, come on. Cut, 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 cut. As I'm preaching to you, God is preaching to me. We're not talking about sin now because sin is dirt. Sin is not the stone. Sin is dirt. We're not talking about sin. We're talking about things that God says you no longer need. We're talking about rock. It's valuable, it's solid, it's strong, it's good, it's helpful. It's, in fact, somebody else will pick that thing that was cut off and use it for something else. And God says, yes, that's what I want. And the reason it's painful for the stone is that the stone cannot see itself. And the stone cannot see the picture that the builder sees. Because if the stone understood that LT, the stone would understand that what God is going to do with the rest of me is better than what I can do with all of me. Oh, some of y'all didn't get what I just said. What God is going to do with the rest of me in the building he's building is more than what I can do with the whole of me. Look at somebody say cut 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 
you're still in the house of God. I said, ha, what's going on here? <laughs> we're, we're cool like that. Now, some of us are not being caught. What have we been doing? Done. What's been done to us? <laughs> Am I preaching? <laughs> some of us, we don't have too much excesses. What's excess? Extra. The extra that has been getting into trouble. Because the thing is, there's a picture the Lord has. And he's not using bricks. I wish I could talk about the difference between bricks and stones. He's using stones. So every time he tries to put that stone into the wall, it does not enter. This is the reason some of you are like, people reject me. I get into a relationship, you're not fitting in because you've not been trimmed to size. Not been trimmed. Some of us, God, God, God has to trim us. We're almost there. And then the next thing, he says, what does he have to do? Talk to me, folks. Inside and out. From the... I'm not sure I can go to. Inside out. Inside out. I'll continue this next week. I'll move spirit of invention to the week after anniversary. Because I've, I've touched on just one. Inside out. The outside is good, right? Outside just boom, boom, everybody see me. But inside, you know stuff. It's like, God, everybody's hailing me. They think I'm humble, but inside me, I know I'm very proud. I be like, I, I, when I speak to them, are you serious? Oh, you think I'm cool? Oh, oh that's so nice. But, hey, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's God of a treat. And this takes time, doesn't it? If we're going to do this thing the way God wants to do it, it takes time. Paul will stay in one place for two years every day. He's teaching two years. Every day he's teaching. Every day he's, every day he's arguing with people. What did he call himself? Did he call himself a debater? He said, I'm a what? Builder. So people say, you're a great orator, but you know you're raising kings. Oh, he's such a great songwriter. I'm raising kings. Oh, fantastic. I love his charisma. He's part of the glue. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> Are you performing arts to do something along those lines? Now, now look at this. It says that trim to size from the eaves. Give, give me the slow music so I know I'm winding down. <laughs> foundations because the rough edges that we have something gentle the rough edges that we have are foundational excesses foundational excesses we were born into aggression so every place we step into we must fight because for us fighting is not a defense mechanism it's a survival strategy we learned to fight at home 
fought for meat. Some of you, that's somebody's story. We fought for bed space. Your fr the first girl you liked, you had to fight for attention. Then after you got attention, two weeks later, a final bubble stole her. You were bullied emotionally. So now you're in the, I will never agree for anybody again in my life posture. And the Lord says, I've got to cut that too. Cut it. He says, from the foundations, from the foundations, costly stones. The foundation was of costly stones, large stones. Now, for those of us who are large and costly stones, some of us are, are stones, some of us are decorative stones and all of that, but some of us are costly stones. We are large stones. Listen to this. If you're a large, and some of you will know, your capacity is large. People say, how do you do the things you do? People say, let me tell you what that means. That means you're a foundational stone. You're not going to cap up what God is doing. You're at the beginning of something new God is doing. In other words, templates. A number of pastors have reached out to me. A number of pastors say, send me the templates you've used. They used for your training. They used for starting kings. used for different pastors. And I was saying to God, why, why are people copying? Why do you want to copy? God said, because the rest of the building copies the foundation. The bricks are laid where the bricks of the foundations are set. So for you, it might not be a ministry, it might not be an angel, it might be a business. It might be an orphanage. It might be a food thing. And God says, I want to prepare you. And I want to please observe something. The word makes it very clear in 1 Kings 6, 7. Let me close with this. 1 Kings 6, 7. 1 Kings 6, 7. He said, and the temple, when it was being built, was built with stone finished. Where?
kneel, stand, fall on your face and pray. son of David so you be caught like David was caught you son of Abraham you be caught like Abraham was caught you're a son of Jesus son of God son of God pray talk to your father talk to your father talk to your father Coming us to a living stone. All of us need to be caught. All of us. There's a place in our lives where we're extra, where there's excess, attitude, time, timeliness, passion, tension. position and purpose. I was going to give you three P's. Started just one, I'll continue next week. But can you pray, Lord, prepare me. What do you need for proper preparation? Submission, surrender, sacrifice. Submission, surrender, sacrifice. Costly stones. Listen, when you ask that stone, what did it cost you? What did it cost you to fit, you're just perfect. You're just good. P people tell my wife, oh, you're just pretty, you're just perfect. You're just great. But it's cost her many things. I told somebody last week, I can't go into all the story, maybe some other time I'll tell you. But my wife got an admission to do her masters shortly after we got married. Three schools shortly after we got married. But because of our marriage, because she was married to me, I was like, our first year of marriage, are you going to be in Manchester or Cardiff or where was it? Now I've been in London. She got caught. She got caught. So, LT, you're so... Uh, uh. I turned my back at the age of 18 on three foreign admissions. God said, at the right time, you'll go to the UK the right way. It took 10 years. 10 years to go to UK as a pastor. Caught. Show me your courts and I'll show you, show you how ready you are. Do you know, Tinu, that even the stones that God told Abraham to use to cut the people in circumcision, they were not just stones, they were flint, which means the stones themselves were caught. So before you qualify, you're qualified to cut effectively, you must be caught yourself. This is the reason people who are not caught, who try to cut you, will damage you. They might, they might pluck, they might castrate you instead of circumcising you. Because if the stone is not sharp in itself, it will create jagged edges, ripping your flesh and splashing blood all over the place. But when you've been caught, you are tender in, your, in the way you discipline people, in the way... There are many of you here who have received harsh instructions from me. But you know within a day or two or three days, I'm going to call you or connect with you or give you a hug. Because I've been caught before and I know the pain 
Never allow a person who has not been cut to cut you. They will cut off your reproductive organs. They will castrate you. They will, hurt, they will damage you for the future. But can you pray, Lord? When you ask the stone, Amaka, Lolo, when you ask the stone, share when you ask the stone, what did it cost you? The stone will say, it cost me, me, because I had to lose a part of me that I thought was me. It cost me the rest of me that you no longer see. B said to me the other day, P. Dams, there was something going on. I was, I was facilitating the training for a bank. Uh, no, no, not for a bank. Another training, another virtual summit. And he said, P. Dams, the internet was acting crazy and you were so cool and collected. I was like, how come you are not pulling out your hair? When you've dealt with wittier matters in the private and the Lord has dealt with you, there is gravitas, there is strength and solidity because there is foundational strength that rises to the core in the day of adversity. He says, if you fail in the day of adversity, how small is your strength when the breakup breaks your heart and damages you for years and years? It means you need to increase in strength and capacity. When the loss of a phone makes you want to lose your faith, when the fact that you're not getting men alive and shares and downloads depresses you for days it's time for you to build up strength Zion I do go solo lo yo Kerudo Kamiso so Meluko yo kolo la 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 loros Thank you Jesus Before I say a prayer I want to just give somebody an opportunity to receive the life of Jesus Maybe you grew up in church Maybe your dad was a deacon your mom was a lay reader your uncle is a bishop in some diocese or another parish but Jesus says I want to know you the way he knew Abraham the way he knew David the way Abraham was able to see that city Zion New Jerusalem was acted and built as God the embodiment of the edifice the edificio the glory the way David was so plugged and ingrained in divinity that he was speaking the words of Jesus as poetry he says I want to know you that way wherever you are please can you place your hand on your chest my brother my sister can you place your hand on your chest if there's anyone with us physically or online right now can you place your hand on your chest in this moment and, and just say this, say this wherever you are, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I receive your life. I receive your love. If you're on Instagram, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Mixlr, Facebook. Say, Jesus, I receive your life. I receive the gift of salvation. I receive the gift of salvation. I receive, I receive by faith. I receive justification by faith. I receive newness by faith. I receive redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Come into my heart. Fill my heart with your love, with your light, with your joy. I acknowledge you as my savior. I acknowledge you as my king. 
the ruler of my heart. You are the living stone. Now make me one of yours, an integral part. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Lord, I pray for every man, every woman. I pray for faith. I pray for Victor. I pray for Joshua. I pray for Ibukun. I pray for Ruth, for Ife. I pray for Nora, for Franca. I pray for Maya, I pray for Abodere, I pray for Rema, I pray for Aribo, I pray for Tonya, I pray for everyone. Father, lay hands on every heart right now. Lay hands on John, on Maha, lay hands on Larry, on Shia, on Ogo, lay hands on Katos, the Oyeyibos, the Adeyajus, lay hands on all the families. Kozobatos, Kilodokatas. Lay hands, O oh Lord. Spotlight highlights the excesses are gone. Begin to do surgery, constructive surgery. Decimate the parts of us that must not enter into our space in what you are building. Thank you, Father. Grace and peace be multiplied unto everyone here. Zobado, Kasabato, Seleketosi, Kurdeke, Kasupolita, Suvasius. Come on, someone to receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now. Receive it. The Holy Ghost is anointing you, is preparing you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org. And send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.